All right? Now, finally, we go to C1 and C2. They are awful and disgusting, but you've got to learn them because it is likely that something will appear on the translation section of the final with these. They are extremely common, these forms and syntax, but I don't give them to you at the beginning because it's too confusing with the normal usage that we've had. Here's the first one, C1 on page 286. We have used the dative of means, look at example 9, and take your pen out and just cover up the second last word N. This is what we've had so far. The bandits were killed by means of stones. Alright? Hebrew used the baith, b, to mean by as instrument. If you have an author who is writing Semitized Greek, he will reflect this because b also means in. It will reflect this by adding the preposition n. So, example 9 is not the bandits were killed inside of stones, but they were killed by stones. So you might see something like this. Jesus saved us by his blood. And you might see en heimati, rather than simply that. Yes? No native Greek writer would write That's correct. This is a Semitism. It would be a primary Semitism and would not be um, characteristic of native Greek writers. So you're not going to find this in Plato or something like that. Right. Yes, all over the place. It's all over the place in the Septuagint. Right. Then the second one is something that kind of happened in Hellenistic Greek, and it's point number two. Eon equals on. <laughs> on has been used in indefinite clauses with the subjunctive in future and general context, like in chapter 29. Sometimes eon is used not only for I plus on, but also in place of simple on with a relative pronoun. Now, take a look at example 9. Whoever comes to Jesus will be saved. Now, you would have normally seen this sentence like this. Hassan, whoever comes. See? That's the way you would have normally see it, seen it, whoever comes. Here's what I think happened historically with that. There were some dialects of Greek, and I believe Doric was one of these. This is the dialect of Sparta, where instead of eon, meaning if, and that is to say, meaning ei plus on, like chapter 29, Instead of using eon, they used on with a long alpha. On, not eon. Well, obviously, if you start doing that, then this starts to look like the other on, and it's easy to get mixed up. So, let me just put a couple of more examples of this up. 
you will see something like Hus Eon, whoever believes. Technon the a child of God Estin is a child of God. Now, here's all you gotta realize. In that position, that can't mean if. Okay, it's not who if he believes. So this is this. Matthew is particularly prone to this. Hos eon rather than hos on. Now how do you tell? You tell by this. Eon meaning if or if ever is always the first word in its clause. Like if I say this. If he believes He is a child of God. Okay? This is, if he believes, he is a child of God. This is, whoever believes. Notice, this is now the second word in the clause. When it's the first word in the clause, then it is if, or if ever. If it's the second word or following hos or hapu, wherever, then it is the equivalent of on. Unfortunately, I've got to give you these here. If it were up to me, I wouldn't, but the, but the uh, uh, final, the general final is supposed to cover all the books and so on like that. And it's got some stuff on there that's sort of awkward for people to handle. And this is one of them that will show up someplace as well as that N as the dative of means, which you properly ask, you know, is it in the Septuagint? It's all over the Septuagint. It's probably the common way to do it. If you look to me, I'm a 